Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, it feels like Christmas with the monsoon that we're having here in New England. Uh, there's a flood watch in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. There's also a high wind advisory until 7 o'clock tonight, uh, which I saw some wind blowing some rain around out there. It's it's pretty nasty, and you got to be careful because the, the flash flooding... Uh, you could like hydroplane and go off the road. So slow down. You know, I love being a week away from uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and have it be 59 degrees. Yeah. that's That reminds me of the good old days when you were young. You could go outside and make rain balls. Well, it's like uh, Melikaliki Maka. It's Melikaliki Kaka out there <laughs> right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, there's so much to uh, to get to today. Is there? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Cohen will be here, but then after that, we'll actually get to stuff. And we'll talk about Taylor Swift and her calls from the booth yesterday during that great Kansas City game. It was the best part of the game. Yeah. We'll get to that and a whole lot more. It's 535 and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rocky. It's 550. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, good morning. Oh, how are you? I slept like garbage last night. Yeah? Maybe I'll talk about that later. Oh, Absolute garbage. I don't have this uh, this music. Do you, you know, have it over there? I, I do, All right. in fact. Well, well, and there you uh, go. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Ah, well, thank God that people get the recognition they deserve. Maury Povich received the Daytime Emmy's Lifetime Achievement honor on Saturday from his wife, journalist Connie Chung. Long overdue. The uh, 84-year-old talk show host who retired last year was honored during the Creative Arts Ceremony at the Weston Bonaventure Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. I know that you've been thinking, uh, I know that you think he's been determining the paternity of every child in America all his life. Ha ha ha, Chung said in her introduction. But no, in his 67 freaking years on television, He's been a news reporter and an anchor and an old-fashioned talk show host interviewing world leaders, politicians, members of Congress, authors, movie stars, and even Julia Child. And all of them now know whether they were the, the, the baby's daddy. Yeah, Julia Child. Yes. You are not the father. Well, thank goodness for that. Well, I could have with my little uh, baguette I'm packing below my apron. I think she was packing a baguette. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Among those paying tribute in videos were Whoopi Goldberg, Kelly Clarkson, Louis Black, Caramel Brown, uh, and sports broadcasters Michael Wilbon and Tony uh, Kornheiser. So, hey, he he deserves every bit of that. I would uh, be willing to argue with someone who tells me they that he didn't deserve it. He's Maury Povich for crying out loud. He's cha- he changed daytime television. I remember the uh, the current affair show that made him popular. Yes, that was back in the late eighties. He hosted that. So did Bill O'Reilly. Did Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly did a current affair. Yeah. I thought he did Entertainment Tonight or uh, Inside Edition. Was Bill? Bill well, maybe you're right. It was one of those. Yeah, I think uh, I think Maury Povich was the current affair guy, and Bill O'Reilly was uh, 
Inside Edition. Maybe you're right. That's the one where he's he has the clip of him saying, F it, we'll do it live. Yeah, that's a classic. Because he could, what does that mean to play us out? What does that mean? I don't understand. I've never been in this business before. <laughs> I've never seen that word written. Uh, let's see. Uh, Deadpool 3 is the most anticipated movie of 2024. And according for good to- reason. New survey by Fandango. It's followed by Beetlejuice 2 and Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. What could possibly Beetlejuice 2 be? Um, well, Beetlejuice is back, and he's pissed. He was he was pissed the first time. Yeah, well, maybe, well, if you remember in the first one, uh, after all those shenanigans in the house, yeah. uh, his head shrunk. Maybe right. this is a Beetlejuice with a full-size head. Or a shrunken head Beetlejuice. Is it like a prequel? I wonder if it's like how Beetlejuice became dead to begin with. Now you're talking. That now that's a story. Be, yeah. Well, because we can't, we run out of other ideas. We can't come up with other good new ones. Well, since the top three movies are all sequels or prequels. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, did, we just talked about, wait a minute. Is this, um, this almost seems like it's last week's news. We talked about Leonardo DiCaprio going on a date with Kate Moss's half-sister. Yes. She's 25, and Leo dated Kate 30 years ago before she was even born. Leo and Kate are 49 now. Jeez. Damn. Grow up so fast. Uh, they do grow up so fast. Uh, let's see. A list of the top country music stories of 2023. Do you care? Nope. Nope. All right. Fine. Uh, moving on to the uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, this is last week's news. Why Why is this not updated? I don't know why. I don't know, Steve. Oh, they're on vacation until January 3rd. Oh, that would make sense. Well, I just, I get, I'm glad I just saw that. It's all right, Steve. It's it's, it's the end of our year, too. All right, well, yeah, we, we We could sit here and compile lists all day. Uh, Taylor Lautner was almost recast with a built muscular man in the Twilight Saga. Said, I had to fight for my role back. Did you, did you watch all the uh, Twilight things? <sighs> I'm ashamed to say I did. You did? Yeah, because I think at the time my kids wanted to see all that. Yeah. And I sat and watched it with them. Oh, so now you're... And then I, you know, like halfway through I'd pull up my phone and ignore the rest of the film. Are you on Team Douchebag or are you on Team uh, Hessenfuffer? Definitely Douchebag. Yeah. Without a doubt. that was the, And that would have been the Taylor Lautner side. Uh, Hugh Grant never saw himself in, in Charlie Bucket, the pure-hearted hero of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What's the spoiled little girl called, he says, pausing for a moment to think. I think I identified with Veruca Salt. The 63-year-old Grant is uh, back in deadpan as ever, promoting his mu- movie musical Wonka, uh, which hit theaters on Friday, a feel-good prequel to Ro- uh, Road Dahl's 1964 children's book, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Timothy Chamolette stars as the young and hungry chocolatier taking the mantle from previous big screen Wonkas, including Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp. He puts the Wanka in Wonka. The the Johnny Depp one was horrible. I don't know. You know, I mean, I understand everybody wants to, uh, you know, make as much cash as possible. Yeah. But I don't think you can improve on the first one. Is it because you can't improve on it because that's the nostalgia of of what was created first? Because sometimes things do turn out better the second time around. Yeah, but in this franchise, that is not the case. Yeah. And everything I've heard about the third Wonka movie, it's not even as good as the second one. 
and the second one was pretty weak. See, I heard it was pretty good. My kid went and saw it Friday night. Who are you going to believe? My kid. Or the strangers I've heard on the internet. Yeah, but I'm not part of the pop culture uh, viewing audience. You know what I mean? The, 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 the viewing audience for this movie is 10 years old and probably till about maybe 25 years old. I don't know. I'm that uh, that original film with Gene Wilder scared the living bejesus out of me as a kid. Uh, and that was all improv. Did you know that? He did that? A lot like, of it was, yeah. Sure, on a whim on that, on that particular scene. On the, the boat, boat ride? Where he's going through. Mm-hmm. It was very psychedelic. I freaked out as a kid because I was afraid I was going to turn into a blueberry. Oh, well, that would freak me out. Traumatic. Uh, let's see here. I know I got uh, I know I got a Hollywood trash here. You know, the power went out in the building this morning. So it kind of screwed everything up here on the uh, computer screens here, you know. Right. And uh, I'm just I'm just trying to find uh, – oh, here we go. Kim Kardashian's Skims Instagram account recently posted some pics of uh, Kim wearing some of her brand's new holiday outfits, including a bodysuit with a uh, sweetheart neckline and lace trim hmm. paired with opera black opera gloves and a thick black choker that uh, featured a glitzy gold heart-shaped pendant. No, she must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I had a choker was when Ray J gave me a donut smile. The in the San Francisco and the San Francisco handshake in that sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. Did you ever have the San Francisco handshake? No, I'm trying to figure out what that would be. Uh, Caleb, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she uh, once decided to lose the razor and go all natural down there. Okay, uh, for about a year, I was uh, servicing a very angry looking tuffet. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is every time I finished her uh, panty grouch looked like someone used a mop to clean up a yogurt spill. (laughs) It was the hairiest thing I've ever seen Uh, since that time I was guest starring on Chips and accidentally walked into Eric Estrada's dressing room. (laughs) It's a very hairy set. I bet it was. And that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah. Win big right now at Gary Rock. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, you can say what you want about yesterday's Patriots game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You can either sit here and be angry about what just happened, losing to the Chiefs uh, Chiefs 27-17, or you can just admit the Patriots didn't really have much of a chance to begin with. But this is mostly since they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs and that the Patriots were still the Patriots. And as such, they have now lost 11 games for the first time in 23 years. Now, you can lament the fact that this game had been flexed out of the Monday Night Football schedule due to its high suckage potential. You can focus on the unfair comparisons between New England's Bailey Zappi and Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. I'm choosing to look at the positives here. First of which is that by losing yesterday, the Patriots continue to solidify their place in the NFL draft, where if they continue to lose, they could be in line for the second overall pick. They got three games left to go with both Denver and Bills and the Bills on the road, and then they finish up their season at home against the Jets. Each of these games are completely losable, and with such, and with such the Patriots stock with the second pick only solidifies that much more. Therefore, I strongly suggest taking those losable games and losing because that would be the smart way to play. I'd also like to point out 
Though while the Patriots were losing, they were still looking pretty good on defense. Not perfect, mind you, but good enough for CBS to take plenty of action shots of Taylor Swift showing both concern and outrage over the Patriots' defense and their coverage against her boyfriend throughout much of the game. And while I'm sure some of you may have grown weary of those Tay-Tay action shots, let me remind you that by comparison to the Patriots, Taylor Swift is still having a much better season. And I, for one, am glad she was still able to find good seats. Now let's focus on going to Denver and preparing ourselves and losing that one too. Because at this point in the season, stacking up losses is the best that anyone can hope for. But hey, in of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Is your decorating done? Holiday decorating is never done. It's a work of art in progress. Holiday gate decor, 50% off at Rocky's. Get more, get more than one string of lights. Save 50% off all holiday decor at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be rainy all day and a high uh, wind advisory as well as a flood watch in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. But tomorrow, sunny and a high of 42. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Lovely Christmas time weather, isn't it? Oh, God, it's awful. It's awful. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's raining. It's windy. It's uh, it's uh, it's knocking our computers offline uh, periodically. No, not the way I want to start on a Monday. Everyone knows it's windy. You know, um, you're a you're a middle aged man now, right? Is that what the, I thought? Forty was middle aged. Now I'm forty five. So All right, so you're time? yeah, you're 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 well into it. Yeah, something happens at the age of fifty where you don't sleep as well as you used to. Yeah. And I've read that it's because old men, maybe old women too, for all I know, don't require as much sleep. Right. Like, for whatever reason, their sleep intensifies and they can still feel refreshed or whatever. I guess the body doesn't require that much sleep. So I've talked to people that I know, and they said, oh, you should try uh, edibles. That'll put you to sleep. That'll, that'll, That'll knock you right in your ass. Depends on what kind of edibles you're taking, but yeah, go ahead. Well, see, what I think I need, because uh, it, it, I don't find them to be particularly effective for me, because mm. I'll, I'll fall asleep, but then I'll wake up in the middle of the night yeah. and uh, not continue to sleep. So that's that's really where I I, uh, I want. I want something that's going to knock me the f out. You know, yeah. just like just totally unconscious, but also not feel groggy when you wake up. That's always a big. Uh, if you take like a melatonin, yeah, you know melatonin will probably put you to sleep. But then you wake up, and if it, if you didn't sleep long enough, you, you're gonna be groggy. And that's uh, you know based upon my job here, I can't afford to be groggy. I gotta be you know you know Johnny on the spot. I gotta I gotta be I gotta be dialed in. Yeah. And if you've heard anything that's happened in the last half hour, you know that it's not uh, what I'm doing today. That's mostly. Uh, not our fault, though. That's the power going out in the mm. building and then the generator turning on. So this is what I think I need. And I, and I don't know enough about the uh, the edible industry yeah. to say that this product exists, but I'm hoping. I'm going to put it out there in the universe and, and hope that it lands yeah. and someone can say, I know exactly what you need. What I need is some sort of edible that is going to make my dog stop having dreams in the middle of the night and running a marathon on my back while I sleep. You want your dog to take edibles? I'm thinking he needs it. Yeah. Because by him being deep in sleep and dreaming, 
It's keeping me up all night. Last night, perfect example. I go to bed. It's like nine o'clock. You know, turn the light off, getting ready to go to sleep. All of a sudden, he's asleep and starts running on my back. You know, like what a dog dreams. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I push him over, or I'll, you know, I'll, you know, move him. But then he finds himself back in the same position because he likes to be super close. And he likes to be warm next to Papa. Yeah. yeah. So all freaking night he is doing this. And all I can think is there must be something I can give him that will stop this. And then I will take the same thing. And if it continues, I will be able to ignore it because I am uh, laid out. Here's do you know a- of any product like that? Uh, no, but here's what you can do. Next time he's like deep in sleep. Punch him? No, no, no. Just get up real nice and close to him. And then go, wake up! <laughs> like, do, do, do that. Do that. And then uh, wake him out of yeah, a sound sleep. Yeah. Dogs love that. Do they? And I'm sure it's not seen as any sort of animal abuse in some countries. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be abusive. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I can understand it. Yeah. If he's going to keep you up all night. Because he's just, I mean, he's. He's so at rest. Is it, is it too far gone now that he's too used to being in the bed that you can't just get him a bed for the floor? Oh, you know, he's like he's, one of them uh, Costco beds. They're not that expensive. Oh no, he uh, he's got them, but he wants to be. He wants to be next to you. He wants to be as close to us as possible. He's yeah. a very very clingy, very needy dog, and uh, what he fails to understand is my needs are not the same as his. My needs require at least. Two hours of uninterrupted sleep. If I could get that, I don't think I'm asking too much. Mm. I just haven't seen it. You want to trade dogs for a week? <sighs> we could do that. See, but I know what your dog is capable of, too. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying, uh, you know, when people complain about certain things that their animal does, the grass isn't always greener. No, I understand that, Steve. And I know he... Uh, I know he counter surfs. I know he rips through the, the garbage. I know he gets into things. But he's a lovable dog. So is my dog. Yeah. But that's only when I'm awake. Okay. During the daytime and not at night. So I think you need, uh, did you ever have a bedtime Betty? Have you ever had one of those? Yes. And those don't work for you? No. Really? Not effectively. I mean, it doesn't keep me from waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I, I'll get you ones uh, from a dispensary. Well, it's not quite a dispensary. Well, these were from a dispensary. It's a guy's house, and it's his, uh, it's his garage. It kind of so looks like a dispensary on the outside. Do authorities know about this place? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I see, because I don't want to be busted by, like, DEA agents on the, in the driveway. It's in the mountains of Middlefield. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're really, you're really uh, selling it. Well, hey, you know... Uh, He's not. He doesn't quite have the licensing available yet uh, to yeah, become a yeah. full dispensary. But I'm. He's working on it. Mm-hmm. I know that the cannabis commission is really gonna, really gonna put him over the edge. Yeah, they love the guys that are doing it out of their garage. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. love those guys. I can get you something that'll knock you right out for days. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't need that. I just need someone that's gonna knock me out for a couple of hours and yeah. st- and stay there until the alarm goes off. I get you. I get you. I think we got people calling here with some uh, suggestions. I don't, know, uh, I don't know if you want to do that I'm or not. Always but afraid of this we can stuff. always try. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. Hi. So I got a suggestion for backs, but I don't want to be on the air. Well, you're on the well, air you're on right the air, now. So sorry. You, could, you don't have to reveal your name if you don't want to. All right. I have a recommendation for what he's looking for. Okay. 
he needs to go to one of the dispensaries in Westfield and pick up some Wana Stay Asleep gummies. Wanna, That'll do the trick. Wana Stay, stay asleep, asleep gummies. Wana Stay you Asleep got it. gummies. All right. And are these uh, right, thanks, man. are these, are right. these like locally made or are these the kinds of things where everyone's got them and I don't have to go all the way to Westfield? Well, not too many companies carry that brand, hey, so you, you know um, maybe Steve can pop in and pick it up for him. Ah, uh, yeah, you never know. You know what I like? The fact that a female says, yeah, man, you, you got this. Yeah. That's a, that's a gal who knows her marijuana. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't want yeah. to be on the air because I'm afraid of the fuzz. Yeah, man. I don't <laughs> want anybody knowing where we are. Yeah, I don't want to be extradited. All right, well, thank right, you very thank much. You. No, definitely not. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Oh, look at this. We, we just turned this into an uh, open high fr- Monday. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning, is this? Uh, this is Jack Joy Jr. If you pop a couple Benadryl before you go to bed, that'll help you um, go to sleep. Yeah, but see, but here's the thing, because Benadryl makes me drowsy yeah. after I wake up. And and that's and that's the thing I want to avoid. I don't want to be drowsy. Yeah, and plus you don't want to keep putting antihistamines in you every day. No. That's I, not I, a good thing. No, and I take enough medication that you think I'd be already comatose. Yeah, well, that's true. Listen, well, there, there's, good luck. there's plenty of suggestions I can have you fall asleep to. It's whether or not they're healthy for you <laughs> and whether, you know, hey, listen, no dose inside of a uh, shot of Jim Beam will do the trick oh, I every know. single time. Yeah, those are the good well, old no days. no dose. That's the other way around. That's when you're starting out. It's at the end, end of, of the, the night, night you take this night tall and you crush them up. <laughs> right, them thanks for the call. All right, have a- All right, want to take one more? Yeah, sure. Okay, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Ezra. What's up? I got some uh, tips for the uh, cannabis. Yeah, w- your wife? Oh, sorry, my bad. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just, we his just name, didn't understand his you. His name dude. is Ed- Ezra, but there was another call that was way better than him. Oh, okay. It's well, better than Ezra. Get it? Oh, I see. You see what I did yes. there? I see. I would be more dialed in, except I'm too exhausted to really yeah, focus see, on see, what you're trying to say. So you're not picking up what you're not. Uh, you're not drinking the. Uh, Asaki Kimasabi. Oh man, maybe 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 that's what I need to start doing. Maybe alcohol is really the the key here. You know, I used to sleep so much better. You know what I started doing uh, months ago? Glue huffing. No, no sleepy time tea at night. It's not not with the melatonin in it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just more of like you know, there's no caffeine in it. It's not going to keep you awake, but it kind of does make you chill out and relax a little. Bit. Yeah. Do you shower before or after you get up? After I get up. get Start taking a, sh- a warm shower about maybe a half an hour before you're ready to go to bed. That'll relax relax you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do something because that dog is driving me insane. He's he's going to... He's going to... Uh, He's gonna outrun you in the middle of the in the middle of the night. I swear to God, I thought he was running a marathon in the bed last night. But that's what they do. I know, but they're, but they're, don't do it on my back. Do it at the foot of the bed where I barely notice it. Listen, they got nothing better to do all day. The only thing they can dream about is chasing something. Yeah, but it's just like, uh, dude, you know, there's there's other people in this bed. It's not just all about you. Yeah, it's very self centered. Well, Love the dog, but he's, I mean, he's only thinking of himself, and I don't think that's, uh, you know, considering, you know, uh, we're paying for the house and his food and his medical expenses and all that other stuff, I'd like to see a little bit more consideration out of him. What a bunch of freeloaders these dogs are, aren't Honestly. They? Yeah. It ain't true. Mine needs the trash. And then, tell, <laughs> and then gives you the finger on the way out, and then says, I know you'll be back to pet me later, bitch. That's what he says. The nerve of that dog. Yeah, yeah. It's 622 and Rock 106. Send the doors. 
with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you all the bad news and the weather forecast coming up in just a minute. Uh, Rock 102 is giving you 12 chances to win great prizes in December with the 12 days of Prizemas. You go to rock102.com and you sign up through uh, tomorrow, Tuesday the 19th. We'll give away a $200 value gift card to one of 12 local businesses. And these businesses include uh, Smithland Pet and Garden, New Fernari Jewelers, Liquors 44, Act Audio, Caminito Steakhouse, and many more. It's the 12 days of Prizemas. From right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Now, I don't know, because uh, this thing all reset when I uh, when I did this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're going to laugh, but, uh, oh, here, I, I found it. You all right, ready? good. Ready? Yes. All right, now I got the outro, too. Okay, here we go. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. All right, so uh, tell your fortune. Only $40 a, uh, a woman offers, shuffling her tarot deck to another woman walking by. Mm-hmm. No thanks, said the woman as she passed by. How about today's special, $25? And the lady says, no. Okay, uh, one time only, only for you, $20, final offer. And the lady goes, sorry, but I don't negotiate with tarotists. Yeah, you get it? Ah, She's trying to, trying to, yeah. Uh, I could have uh, done a lot better than that. Yeah, but, it's uh, right. You know what? It's End of the year. Monday. That's right. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 631. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. There is a uh, wind advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tonight, and there's also a flood advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tonight for all of Western Massachusetts. And, uh, of course, the top story on 22 News, how to stay safe while driving in the heavy rain and wind on 22 News. All this rain means less than ideal conditions for your morning commute, especially for those of us heading into work before sunrise this morning. Mm-hmm. Conditions are wet everywhere, giggity, on the roads in western Massachusetts Monday morning, and it's important in conditions like this to drive a little slower. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to write some notes. Stopping distance on wet roads can be double the dry day. And that distance gets even longer if your tires are not brand new. So wait a minute. You're telling me that if I've got bald tires, bald tires, yeah, and I'm riding around on wet roads in uh, damp conditions, yeah, that might not be safe. It probably would not be. On a day like Monday at highway speed, it could take 80 and 100 feet for your car to stop. So you'll want to maintain at least four or five seconds of following distance in these conditions. Now, with the high winds, Steve, which is the other part of uh, the story, I'm sure, uh, would it be safe to say that there could be things blowing into the streets, the highways, and or byways of this area? Yeah. Compounded with wet conditions on the roadways with my bald tires. Good thing it's not trash day. You'd see trash cans everywhere. Oh, I was just thinking the same thing. So... Uh, just be careful out there, because there actually was quite a bit of uh, quite a few puddles out there this morning that you can't really see. Yes, until you're actually in them. That's right. So, uh, and with all that wind, you could see quite a lot of debris. Debris. Yes. Whatever. Hey, uh, a Pittsfield teen has been arrested after crashing into the state police Cheshire barracks while driving under the influence on Saturday. Was that missed, missed him by that much? Was that wrong? Yeah, maybe. 
Had I had known uh, that drinking and driving would lead to an accident, I would have never have done it. Here's my question. What do you think is worse, the drinking or driving or the fact you crashed into the police barracks? Well, it makes it a lot easier for the cops to process you and book you. Oh, just step right in here, sir. I guess he he just did the state cops a favor. Yeah. Well, you just opened it. Hey, we, we wanted a new vestibule in the lobby. This here is it a, is. This is a whole lot more convenient than a, like a high-speed chase. Hey, yeah, I know. We don't even have to leave the barracks and leave these Christmas cookies that somebody dropped off. All I got to do is put down my coffee and walk outside. According to uh, Mass State Police spokesperson Dave Procopio, a 2000 Nissan Altima was driving southbound on Route 8 in Cheshire around 6.22 p.m., went off the road and hit the front east corner of the state police Cheshire barracks. The vehicle crashed through the building's brick exterior and damaged the kitchen area. Oh, man, I was just about to go make a cup of coffee in there. Hmm. The driver, a 17-year-old girl from Pittsfield, uh, and her passenger, also a 17-year-old girl from Pittsfield, were taken to Berkshire Medical Center for evaluation of their injuries. Oh, my God, my dad is going to kill me. The driver was charged with operating under the influence of liquor, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, speeding in a marked lanes violation. She was released on $40 bail and is scheduled to appear in Pittsfield District Court on Tuesday. I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? I have. Well, I don't think you really spent a lot of time there. There's no word on the condition of the passenger, and there were no troopers injured in the accident, and the building remains in operation. They just got one of those uh, tarps over the front of it now. Mm, yeah. You know, on the other hand, uh, yeah, well, there are so many mistakes that this young person made, you know, mm-hmm. getting drunk, hitting the police barracks. At least they're driving a fuel-efficient vehicle uh, that's got excellent uh, reliability sta- uh, statistics on consumer reports. The uh, 2000 Nissan Altima? Well, it's a little bit old to be yeah. on the road, but nevertheless. Are you sure they don't have the, that thing doesn't even have a backup camera on it? Yeah, maybe that was the problem. They only hit the barracks when they tried to back up. Well, you know, had you been driving a car with uh, self, uh, you know. Oh, speaking of cars, I was reading this this lawsuit that Tesla owners are filing. Yeah. About the, like, how much longer you have until the battery's dead. Did you see this uh, thing? Uh, I did. I didn't read it all the way through, So, So basically, Tesla is messing with the stats of how long it's going to take for you to recharge or how far this car is going to go. And these Tesla owners are uh, upset, and they're now filing a class action lawsuit. You know what? What? You bought a Tesla. You deserve everything that comes along with that, including (laughs) the scrutiny of uh, not being able to have the proper mileage to your empty status. People who uh, have the Tesla love their Tesla. Because they like having everybody know they're driving a Tesla. There was a get. I was down in the Outer Banks over the summer, and uh, we went to that island that that's like Corolla. Uh, Corolla. I don't even know how to say it right. I think if you're from there, it's Corolla. If okay. you're from outside, it's like a Toyota Corolla. That's gotcha. how I say it. But anyway, there's only a certain uh, certain times that you can go over there if you have a vehicle that doesn't have four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So this guy out there with a Tesla has to wait for the tide to go down in order to to get his car over the over the uh, jetty thing or whatever the hell it is uh, to get to this island that his house is on. It's like why That's ridiculous. You got all this money to buy a house out in the middle of nowhere cuz you you're talking at least a million do- at least a million dollars let alone the ones that are right up on the water. Probably even more than a million dollars. <laughs> I pro- I, w- I would imagine so, but why wouldn't you buy like 
like a Humvee or something. You know what I mean? Like, like something. Like, like you know how you can like you, you could drive your truck yeah. out on those beaches. Yeah. You know all those people will be out and driving their truck. And occasionally you'll see someone with like a Subaru that gets caught in the uh, in, in the sand. And you're like, I don't know. How this happened? Because you drove a Subaru on the beach, you idiot. That's well, that's why. A Subaru might make it, but any like two-wheel drive vehicle, like a Tesla, probably wouldn't make it if you got into the wrong set of sand dune. Yeah, that's right. Uh, COVID-19 is in isolation after testing positive for Mayor Dom Dom on Sunday. <laughs> I know the story says it's the other way around, but we all know the truth. It says uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno is currently in isolation after testing positive for COVID-19. According to the city of Springfield, uh, Dom Dom confirmed that he has tested positive for COVID-19 and is experiencing mild symptoms. The mayor will, uh, actually COVID will isolate for five days yeah. and uh, shake off that cough. And have to uh, <laughs> socially uh, distance by at least six yeah. feet. And COVID is vaccinated and boosted, which is weird too. Yeah, right. You know, still getting the Dom Dom. Yeah, Mayor Dom Dom doesn't come down with COVID. COVID comes down with Mayor Dom Dom. You got that right. The CDC recommends that uh, the CDC recommends that people at a high risk level wear a high quality mask or respirator, especially if they are at high risk for severe illness. Spending time outdoors or having ventilation inside your home can be preventative measure, as well as increasing the distance between yourself and others. This guy's still following uh, COVID protocols when everybody else is just walking around hacking and spitting into <laughs> tissues and throwing them in every trash can around you on the floor. You know, you know when, you, when you see someone who is uh, masked up now, yeah, don't you kind of think, what's your problem? Well, they don't want to catch it, but you know, but you, you wonder why they've got the mask on. Well, you know, the masks. Uh, China had them a long, long time ago, right? Because they knew that. Uh, are we on the air? Or yeah, no, we're we're on, because because they've been dealing with respiratory issues for years. But it's not a bad idea if you're trying not to get sick or if you're around other people. But the people that wear them all the time. Yeah, I mean it's it's un, it's unusual. But I mean, obviously, there are some people that are going to have some sort of immunity deficiencies or you know compromises physically, and uh, you get it. But it's like, it, it's so rare that you see someone fully masked up anymore it's a, it's unusual it's usually old people i see usually yeah oftentimes not exclusively though every once in a while you yes. see somebody doing that uh let's see uh matthew perry did you see the toxicology report came yeah, out Yeah, i did he had uh, ketamine in his system um that was the uh what the uh what do they call that guy the medical examiner? Medical, the coroner. It was announced Friday that Matthew Perry died from acute effects of the anesthetic ketamine, but what exactly is it? According to the Associated Press, Perry also drowned in the heated end of his pool, but uh, that it was a secondary factor in his death back on October 28th, deemed an accident, according to an autopsy report from the L.A. Department of Medical Examiner. Ketamine is a disassociative anesthetic that has some hallucinogenic effects, according to the USDA, Ketamine distorts the perception of sight and sound and makes the user feel disconnected and not in control and is referred to as a disassociative anesthetic hallucinogen as it uh, makes the user feel detached from their pain and environment. Right. But you know what? I mean, the the thing about this is, so the stories have been that he was clean for quite a while. 
What we don't know about this, I mean, he may have had ketamine in his system. We don't know if it was, <clears throat> whether he was well, abusing it, because, I mean, in, in the right environment, it's used for anxiety and depression and PTSD and other, well, you know, stress disorders. Yeah, but I saw this, and I wish I had kept the comment on it. Uh, uh, ketamine therapy is often structured as a series of IV infusions in a medical setting to start, then transitioning from that uh, to lower dose at home therapy with lozenges. But you're supposed to be sitting or laying down in a safe space with no other drugs in your system and definitely not in the water or walking around. He was uh, taking... Uh, Buprifurin? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Which is a milder opiate used to help wean addicts off. Listen, the guy had a long, long history of of substance abuse. Just because you stop taking something doesn't mean your body's not going to feel the effects of that later on. Mm -hmm. You hear you know, people who've quit smoking when they were 30 years old still at the age of 65 develop lung cancer because the carcinogens are already in your system. You might have prolonged your life, yeah. But now you you still accept the effects of that. The same thing. So the with other. An so the other medication you're talking about is is basically the uh, is basically Wellbutrin, which mm -hmm. is given to people for depression. So if he's suffering from a great deal of depression, and you know if you've heard him talk, uh, yeah, that's what he does. That's what he's no, he's been suffering from. It's not that B U P. That's I know what that is. That's not B U P R E N. What is this? Uh, bupropion? That's well it's, it's an op No, bu bupropion. Oh, okay. Is an opioid partial uh, agonist. Agonist? I don't even know how to say this. That means uh, that, like opioids, it produces the effects of the euphoria or respiratory gotcha. depression. Uh, with this drug, however, these effects are weaker than those of full drugs such as heroin or methadone. It's kind of like you know weaning you off. This kind of thing. But again, your body can only take so much of that. And acute effects of ketamine yeah. just means that you've been taking it for too long. I don't know, man. It's scary. It is scary. I'm glad I'm not on any of that stuff. Let's stick with a good old-fashioned uh, bottle of Jack Daniels. and. Uh, yeah. I'm being told that's more like methadone. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's to wean you off the, uh, the drug. Yeah. But... Uh, there you go. That, that was the report of Matthew Perry. We didn't get to that in Hollywood trash because our power went out earlier this morning. And we're, we're doing it old-fashioned yeah. like. We're, we're uh, broadcasting by candlelight. Oh, well, we're going uh, to fire up that old reel-to-reel -reel machine uh, soon. Pretty soon we'll be playing Wax Records. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 61. There actually is a flood advisory and a high wind advisory in effect for all of western Massachusetts until uh, 7 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 60 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inks, screen printing. And rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 653 in Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, there is a high wind advisory in effect and a flash flood advisory in effect for all of western Massachusetts until 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, rain all day. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Listen, we all know that if you miss any part of uh, the Bax and Nagel show, it'll be available at the podcast uh, after the show. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Brought to you by Marcotte Ford. 
They got your back for sales, service parts, and rentals at Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. But also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My uh, guest is John Baz from the incredible band from uh, the early 80s, The Blasters. This is a great band that, that uh, really focused in on 50s-style rock and roll, America, uh, you know, American roots music, R&B, with a little bit of a, of, a, of a punk feel to it. Their entire catalog is being reissued starting uh, next year. They got a great new compilation out called Mandatory, The Best of the Blasters, an absolute fun, fun band, great live band. And I had a chance to talk to uh, the bass player, John Baz. Check that out, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Now, I know uh, you uh, said earlier this hour you were looking for like a like a good edible, something to knock you out for the night, but not make you feel groggy and all yeah. that stuff. But here, here is the side effects of what can happen with taking too much. You ready? Yeah. A man who reportedly confessed to robbing a bank in Canton, Ohio, miswrote his demand note to the tellers because he was too high. I was going to rob a bank, but, but then, then I, I got, got high. high. Richard Hampton was arrested by police following an April 20th, 2023 bank robbery at a key bank location on Cleveland Avenue. Charging documents filed Monday by uh, an FBI agent accused him of giving the bank teller a note with the words, give me the, with the word gun written below it. Give me the gun. <laughs> I think this is not supposed to be working the way you think it's supposed to work. Hampton then pointed to his waistband several times while telling the employee to hurry up. The bank teller handed over $723 in cash plus a tracking device. Police used that tracker to arrest Hampton and recover the cash. See, that's the thing. You can't even rob banks anymore. They're throwing air tags in along with the bank. Yeah, with right. The bank bag. They'll track you right down. Uh, Hampton, uh, the agent wrote, confessed on a recorded interview to robbing the bank after smoking crack. Hampton reportedly said he forgot to write the word money after writing give me the because he was just too damn high. <sighs> the, dry, the getaway driver was someone he met at the grocery store and promised to pay $50 to drive him uh, just before he robbed the bank. According to the court documents, police said the vehicle was casually driving away without rush, including stopping at traffic lights. The <laughs> FBI agent noticed that Hampton did not wear a mask or try to conceal his identity. He's charged with uh, bank robbery and appeared in uh, federal court last week. You always have to proofread your notes. You always have to. If you're going to pass a note to a bank teller, make sure everything is spelled correctly. See, I would, uh, if I was the bank teller, I might have noticed that this man was visibly high. Maybe. And said, listen, did you mean give you the money Otherwise, you have a gun, or did you? I don't have any guns back here. Did you ever see uh, Woody Allen's take the money and run? No, <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. He's a he's a bank robber, and it's his first bank robbery, and yeah. he, he he's a criminal. He or he wants to be a criminal, and so he goes in the bank, gives the teller a note, and it says, "Give me all the money. I've got a gun." The problem is he misspelled "gun," and what it said is, "Give me all your money. I've got a gub." And nobody in the bank could understand it. So the the, the, the tellers, you know, talking to the manager, talking to the tellers. I don't know what it, what is a gub. And and long story short, he uh, he doesn't actually take any money from the bank because as he's robbing the bank, actual professional bank robbers attempt to rob the same bank. Well, they were trying to at figure the, out whether or not he had a gub or a gun. At the very same time. At the uh, very same time. What are the odds? I never saw that movie from Woody Allen, but I once saw the uh, I, I'm Adopting a Wife. 
Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Very, very good one. As soon as she turns 17, we're going to get married. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to alarm anybody here, but pitchers and catchers are slated to show up at spring training in slightly less than two months. So while everybody's excited for another thrilling season of Major League Baseball action, the real excitement around these parts is to see when the Red Sox will be able to lure a high-priced free agent into signing a big, fat contract with a team that's had back-to-back losing seasons. Tough call, because I would imagine that every high-priced free agent is looking for a big, fat payday to sign with a team that stinks, because that's what free agency is really all about. Now, you might ask, Hey, Baxi, how are the Red Sox doing in free agency uh, so far? Well, so far it hasn't been great. So far, the biggest name they've landed is Cooper Criswell, who was enticed by the Red Sox after swinging a big, fat million-dollar paycheck in front of his face. Who could possibly say no to something like that? Either way, it's time to move on to the next guy. And according to reports, the Red Sox have started swinging for the fences in the pursuit of Yoshinobu Yamamoto. The Japanese pitching phenom was looking to make the switch into the major league for the very first time in his young career. To do this, the Red Sox have allegedly made an offer to Yamamoto to the tune of $300 million. How long is that contract for? I can't tell you. But to spend $300 million on a guy who has never played a single game in the major leagues reminds me of that whole Dice Case Matsuzaka uh, debacle from 2006. And while they wasted $50 million on a six-year contract on a player that was simply terrible, let's hope that's not what happens here. Is Yoshimoto Yamamoto another Dice K? Allegedly not, which would explain why the San Francisco Giants have matched the Red Sox offer with another $300 million deal. And don't kid yourself, he's also been talking to the Yankees, the Cubs, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, and the Cardinals too. In other words, that enormous $300 million offer from Boston and San Francisco might not be worth a big fat bag of jack squat. Thankfully, the Red Sox were able to land Cooper Criswell for a sweet million-dollar deal. So even if that all falls apart, at least we got that other guy, and that should just about be good enough to turn this sinking ship around. See? I'm feeling pretty confident about it already. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Uh, let's see. Too late to decorate? Heck no. Holiday decorations are 50% off at Rockies. Not some of them, all of them. Get creative and give the place a little cheer. Save 50% on a hall holiday decor at Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and urgent. From Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, as you can tell from the radio station going in and out, uh, there is a high wind advisory in effect right now, uh, which is causing the power to go out in this building a couple of times uh, in the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah, so we so had our engineer outside with a kite with a key on it. Well, he's, uh, he climbed all the way up to the top of that tower uh, with a piece of metal in his mouth. Going. I think I, I think I can fix it with this screwdriver up here. So a uh, high of 61 today, but a high wind advisory and a flood watch in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. All right. Well, so much to talk with Scott Cohen about. I can hardly stand to pick the, the first thing. I was getting blown all over the road coming down here from uh, Northampton. That so. means two uh, things. Yes, it can. Uh, the Patriots were getting blown all over the field yeah, yesterday. They and were. There was no wind out there. Yeah, but for businesses uh, as usual. So... Yeah, um, 
Uh, where, you, where do you want to start? Well, let, let's talk about yesterday's game. Yeah, I mean, I, let's I, talk I, about where Taylor Swift sat yeah, and uh, yeah. how well uh, right. the, uh, the the Chiefs did yesterday because of her uh, her being in attendance. Well, first of all, let's talk about what had to happen for her to get. You know, that was supposed to be a Monday night game. It got flexed to Sunday. She has to accommodate her Gotta entire change schedule. change her entire schedule. Everything revolves around... Can she get to Foxborough on time? This was this was very. Uh, uh, remember uh, Doug Mirabelli? I do. The, that story. Yeah. Doug Mirabelli was basically Tim Wakefield's personal catcher, and uh, Mirabelli, I believe, was down in um, in uh, Pawtucket, and he had they had to get him. It was a Friday during rush hour, and Wakefield was a spot starter, and they needed to get Mirabelli to Fenway Park. State police e- escort. They blocked out uh, Storo Drive the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. It's an epic uh, situation in Red Sox history. But the Taylor Swift thing was pretty close. Pretty, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah, All the coordination that had to happen. You know, you go from from a Monday back to a Sunday on the on the schedule. That's very confusing for people. To- or you know. Good. No, did you see when her boyfriend got knocked over in the end I, zone and, and she, she stood up? She dropped she, the F-bomb. Did she you said see foul. that? Did you see that? I don't think that's she said foul. foul. That's I, what she said. That's, what, the, that's what all the lip readers I are saying. I think she was saying what the, what the you know I what. I think Scott is on to something here. I think that was a big, fat, greasy F-bomb out oh, of, you out of K-Tay's beautiful mouth. that she's got a mouth. dirty mouth. Sure. Yeah. Every Absolutely. Time, every time she uh, cracks another million dollars, it's yeah, like she t- every million. <laughs> she man. lights it up. Now, are we? You know how? Um, I, it's funny we're talking about Taylor Swift, like everybody else. Um, are we? Uh, I'm all for this whole uh, thing with her and the Chiefs and Mahomes mm-hmm. and and Andy Reid. I, I I've got I have zero issue with with that woman. Yeah. But a lot of really hardcore football fans, they say they're sick and tired of it. I think they need to lighten up, man. Well, I think if you're like a Patriots fan, and you want to see the game. But the truth of the matter is she's having a much better season than the Patriots. She's, yes. And uh, I think, uh, to be honest, considering the way they've lost 11 games this season, I'd almost rather focus on something different. I think I would, too. And you know what? I, I was reading uh, Dan Shaughnessy's um, column this morning. Um, and, you know, and you know, think about this. Back back in the day, um, the uh, Patriots are were the Kansas City Chiefs or vice versa. Andy Reid is now Bill Belichick. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, is Tom Brady, yeah. and Taylor Swift is Giselle Bundchen. Yeah, They've just yeah. completely flipped the whole uh, script on us. Literally break up, man. Yeah. That's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but the, the reality is, I don't think anyone who's honest knew that the, the Patriots were not going to go they into this game not. and, and going to win. They it were just, not. It, it simply wasn't happening. Yep. They, they made it moderately competitive. Yep. The defense played fairly well. Zappi was not awful. It was Zappi like, looked great in no, the first half. Absolutely, looked really good in the first half. It just you know there 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 are certain deficits that the Patriots have right. where they can't compete against the Chiefs. Even though the Chiefs are kind of having an off year, even by their standards. Yes, but we're at the point now. There's three games left in the schedule. If you're not playing for that number two pick at this point in the season, then what are you really playing for? Right. Because to me, it's the only good silver lining out of the next three games. Because all three are losable games. They are, and you know, and you know, listen, we're you know, we're there's there's so many different things we can talk about with this whole fiasco. But yeah, so right now they have they have the number two pick. Um, 
uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers have the number one pick. They're two and two and fourteen, maybe two and eleven, two and twelve, whatever it is. And but the Chicago Bears own that selection, and then the Patriots are tied with Arizona with with uh, with three wins. And there, um, I guess because of strength of schedule, the Patriots own the number two pick. And here's kind of the caveat with everything: um, Chicago is saying that they think that their quarterback is better than what's available in the draft. So the Bears may not draft a quarterback, which would leave the Patriots open to have their choice of quarterbacks. But is that really the way they want to go? Um, you know, there's there's so many guys like um, like a first-round pick. Mac Jones just didn't work out. More often than not, those quarterbacks become decent, maybe serviceable players. So there's no guarantee if they no. choose a quarterback with their with their top pick. If they don't go quarterback, they got to go with linemen, I think. Uh, right. I mean, to me that's that that is the most important position yep. on any offense is whether or not you're giving the quarterback, quarterback enough time. The, the time whether you're giving, you know, running backs open lanes, you know, whatever. The linemen are an essential part. Absolutely essential. And I think that's one of the reasons why Mac Jones plays so badly because I don't think he had the speed and the talent to overcome that stuff. Yes. I think Zappy's playing well because I think he's a little bit more athletic, athletic, but I think, nevertheless, those are the kinds of things that I would focus on, but no one's asking me. They're not, and just you know, just think about how, how disappointed people are going to be because that you know you get a draft pick like that. There, people are looking for, for something sexy, uh, a headline, not drafting a lineman that only a hard, hardcore football fan is even going to know who the guy is is so we'll, we'll see but you know they're in, in that in that particular area they are doing the best they can they're in perfect position to get somebody really good in the draft you know there's a last time you were here there was some discussion about uh bill belichick there's a story out some of, discussion a lot of discussion about uh you know him being you know that a decision has already been made to let him go at the end of the season and that was a report out of N- nbc sports in boston and and there's been a lot of conversation this week about the trading of him from Mike Frabel or whatever it right. might be. The reason I don't buy any of it, I'm not believing any of it. The Patriots for the last 20 years have been so locked down when it comes to letting out information about anything, mm-hmm. about personnel, about strategy, yep. about anything they simply don't talk and it's not just bill belichick it's everybody nobody talks so the idea that there's some sort of inside source letting this information out makes me think that either the source doesn't exist or it's a source that has no idea what they're talking about all right so so a couple of things on that so before when everything was locked down in this era that you're talking about where you know it was like Fort Knox there with with information a they were they were a decent team and b Bill Belichick was the one holding you know the floodgates closed he was in charge of whether things would get leaked or not well now they suck and he's the one that's the topic of conversation and again you know I don't I don't know this, you know, because I'm not like boots on the ground there. And I think very few people really know what the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick has um, a is what it's denigrated into. 
Um, you know, it, it, everyone's sitting here saying, you know, Robert, I, do we, does Robert Kraft want Bill Belichick back at the end of this season? You know, you got to kind of flip the script on that and you go, does Bill Belichick want to come back at the end yeah. of this season? He may be the one sitting there go like, you know what? Get rid of me. I'm, 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 I, you're tired of me. I'm tired of you. Um, this is th- this train isn't pulling out of the station with any success anytime soon. Maybe everybody from Robert Kraft down to the guy who you know sweeps the floor needs yeah. a change of of scenery. Either way, it's not nearly as bad as it's in Carolina. Did you see the the, the, the game yesterday between <laughs> Carolina? I know, and, but, uh, oh my and God, the Falcons. So obviously, the Carolina is the worst team in football, <clears throat> worse than the Patriots by by a mile. Right. They had hardly any other. Hardly any people show up Anybody. yesterday because the game was in the rain, and they were selling tickets to a professional football game between forty-five cents and five dollars a ticket. I know, buddy. and they couldn't get more than a couple thousand people to show up. Right, unbelievable, unbelievable, to me. and and unbelievable. And Carolina is another example of what we were talking about earlier: drafted quarterbacks complete washouts with you know with top top picks and never went anywhere that number one pick does not really guarantee anything and unfortunately that's the big prize for this fiasco uh i want to switch gears to uh to baseball here for a minute because now everyone is talking about uh about uh yashinobu yamamoto yes uh the pick the pitcher that everybody is going after uh, the Red Sox and the San Francisco Giants have allegedly made a $300 million offer to yep. this guy. He had dinner at the New York Mets owner's house on Saturday night. The Cubs, the Yankees, the Cardinals, uh, the Blue Jays have all had conversation with this guy. Yep. He has never pitched a game in the major leagues. His, his entire career is in Japan, and I just can't help but feel that this is another dice case situation yeah. waiting to happen. And listen, uh, yeah, so I, I completely agree with you, but remember, dice K, dice K won 17 games for the Red Sox one year. So, it, you know, he, he didn't put up a Hall of Fame, quote-unquote, career, but he he did his job, and if you can if you can find... Well, first of all, I don't think he's that kid's coming to Boston. I think he's going to go to a much, a much bigger market. The Yankees, is, you know, need huge help um, on the on the starting pitching mound, yeah. so I don't know, but he's pretty good. I got a I got a note from a listener here. Let that phony Cohen know. Mirabelli flew from San Diego after Theo made a trade at that morning. He came in not in Pawtucket. Okay, so, uh, that's fine. Cohen I have no... is a fraud. <laughs> stick. Tell him to stick to women's polo. He's much better at covering that. <laughs> <laughs> Not my quote, but it's fine. Hey, that's I agree. Okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Uh, Celtics and Bruins are are looking yeah, fantastic. They're, they're crushing it, especially the Bruins. What is it? Fourteen and zero at home. I mean, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. They um they they lost in overtime to the Rangers, who I think they're tied with for points in the Eastern Eastern Conference. Las Vegas is is the top point point getter in in the NHL. Yeah, they're doing they're doing their job. As soon as we can, can put the Patriots to bed, we've got the Celtics and Bruins to kick around the rest of the year. And it, you mass out a good game too. 
They did. They won. I actually went down to the Mass Mutual Center for the Hall of Fame Classic. They beat West Virginia. Not your father's West Virginia basketball team, but nevertheless, 6-2, and two, they're playing pretty well. I don't think my father ever really watched West Virginia oh, basketball. Oh, sure. Sure no, he did. No, he didn't. He, no, uh, but, but it's, a fi- <laughs> it's a figure of speech. Yeah, they're, not what, what's, what's, he, what he's, yeah. he's, they're not what they used to be, that's for sure. And, that's then, uh, and here's another question. How come no one's dug into Yamamoto's Japanese roots? Friends with any of the uh, Japanese players, players currently on the team or any of the old-timers? Huh? Old timers. Yeah. How do you? Nobody a... reports sports anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. There we are, just talking about regurgitated garbage you heard on uh, Nesson earlier. That's kind of what you do when you read the news, isn't it? No, I just read. This is what whatever. Everybody, yeah. buddy, this is what everybody does. Is it? Yes. Is it? It is. Yeah, it kind of is. Is it? Kind of is. Yeah. All right. Well, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Cohen, we'll talk to you. Uh, and yeah, unless I get an extra credit A for driving down here in the rain today. Good on I you. I want to. I'd like that noted, please. All right, <laughs> Scott Cohen at seven twenty-five in Rock One Hundred Two. This week it's a fun twenty-nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Dan Brown will give you all the uh, the dirty on the weather. There's like a high wind advisory in effect and a flash flood advisory in effect. We keep going off the air because yeah. of all this wind. Someone so. just uh, said there's a uh, tree down across Route 20 by uh, the Westfield Armory on uh, Franklin Street. Eastbound or uh, eastbound folks being detoured uh, after the tennis courts from what I'm being told. We got uh, a bunch of branches out in the parking lot already out here. We do? Yeah. They're not hit my truck, are they? Nah. Yeah, it's still under warranty. You'll be all right. I, don't, I just don't want any dents on it. I, you know, I don't. I don't want. Uh, I don't want dents. I don't want. Uh, I don't want any dirt on it. I don't want anything uh, damaging it. How long do you own a vehicle before you're like, eh, all right, fine. It's gonna get dents on it. There's nothing I can do about this. I gotta have at least six months. Yeah, six months, and then I'll like, okay, it's a scratch. Uh, it's now mine. You know. You know what? Uh, this is how people disrespect the minivan. I got dents all over the side of that thing because you know why? People just open their doors and just slam right into it. Now, yeah. if it was like a nice bougie truck or uh, some sort of sports car, I bet you people would be a little bit more careful when they got out of their vehicles. But sure. Nope, they don't care. No, because they figure nope. you got you're you got a, you're driving a minivan. You got nothing else to live for. Yeah. This guy, this guy's life uh, is already in the crapper. What's he gonna do about a dent in the side of his door? Yeah. What am I gonna do? Make him feel worse about his life? He's in a minivan. Yeah. I don't know. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, there is a high wind advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. It is blowing around uh, like crazy out there. So just be careful. Wind gusts up to 50 to 60 miles an hour uh, with the regular wind speed about 25 miles an hour. So there's a, if you have a trash can or a chair outside, you might want to bring it in. <laughs> I didn't uh, bring in my trash cans uh, yet, so they may. I may have to go around the neighborhood looking for them. Well, who are the trash cans in your neighborhood? They're the trash cans that you meet when, when you're you walking walk- down the street looking for your trash cans that blew over in the wind. And then, uh, you know, you can pick out which dumpster company owns which one. Yes. Well, the USA guy, the waste management guy, and then the regular uh, city trash guy. They're all there in the middle of the street. They sure are. A Pittsfield teen has been arrested after crashing into the state police Cheshire barracks while driving under the influence on Saturday. Was this the guy that was making it? Was this the guy from the 62 nip bottles last week that finally made it to Pittsfield? (laughs) I don't know. According to the Mass State Police spokesperson uh, Dave Procopio, a uh, 2000 Nissan Altima was driving southbound on Route 8 in Cheshire around 6.22 p.m., 
went off the road and hit the front of the east corner of the state police Cheshire barracks. The vehicle crashed through the building's brick exterior and damaged the kitchen area. Uh, The driver, a 17-year-old girl from Pittsfield, and her passenger, also a 17-year-old girl from Pittsfield, were taken to Berkshire Medical Center for evaluation of their injuries. The driver was charged with OUI liquor, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, speeding, and a marked lanes violation. She Mm. was released on $40 bail and is scheduled to appeal in uh, Pittsfield District Court on Tuesday. It's uh, pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever really been there and spent some time in that city? I have. I believe it's called Pittsfield. Uh, No word on the condition of the passenger. No troopers were injured in the accident, and the building remains in operation, although no more cookies in the break room for at least a couple of weeks. Maybe more, because it is the holiday. It's hard to get people out to to do those kinds of gigs. It crashed into the kitchen of the barracks. Yeah. But what an easy arrest. You just step out of the car, and boom, you're right there in the holding cell. Yeah, it's like the the shortest perp walk ever. Yeah. Now, uh, but again, to be fair, you know, uh, the Nissan Altima can get up to 39 miles an hour uh, highway, 27 city. That's yeah. a pretty uh, efficient vehicle. And maybe it's now time for him to trade in that uh, that bucket of bolts and for to get a brand new one. You could. This yeah. is the time to do that. Now it's the time. You know, I uh, especially with these year end deals. The uh, Russell Montgomery Police Department had uh, had a toys toy drive on Saturday, mm-hmm. so like it was, it had the big uh, Santa sack out there, and you can put the money in the sack when the uh, the cops take it from you. And I and I put in a twenty dollar bill, and I said, uh, "This is going towards sixty two nips uh, for the party next Saturday." <laughs> How'd that go over? Yeah, it was. It got it got it got a smirk. It sure. got a little laugh. You know. But uh, I, I, they probably don't want to hear uh, me making uh, off-color comments. I don't know, dude. That, that, that's a, that was a hell of a bust. It was. Uh, I actually talked about that Friday night when I did my set at uh, at uh, the Loft Comedy Club. Yeah. Talking about how, like, Fireball is like the champagne of the hills. <laughs> There's a certain level of sophistication that yeah. if you're going to get pulled over. You better have Fireball in there. Because if you have anything else, people are going to ridicule you. When you know, put that evidence up on the on the picture. Whenever I'm uh, dropping fireballs, Steve, I always make sure my pinky is extended so that it looks like I'm more sophisticated as I drink it. Oh, welcome to the Berkshire, the foothills of the Berkshires. <laughs> we like our fireball warm, mm. directly out of the bottles. <laughs> what is that? A shot glass? Huh. <laughs> Why don't you go take your peasant drink and? <laughs> Go into go go into Westfield with that. We are the sophisticated types here. Yeah. More fireball. More fireball, please. <laughs> and when you're done with it, you can throw it on somebody's front lawn as you you're know, driving by. The lawns of poor people. Yeah. That guy with the Kenny Rogers roaster sign. Throw, <laughs> throw him on his lawn. A uh, 21-year-old man, uh, well, this is not a funny story, and we're going, we, we went from a funny story, and now we got to talk about something serious. Right. A 21-year-old man died early Sunday morning after falling from a pickup truck on Stafford Street in Charlton. According to the Charlton Police Department, officers found a white Ford pickup truck parked on the side of the road and a man suffering from injuries around 1.30 a.m., the truck was traveling uh, westbound on Stafford Street when the passenger fell from the pickup truck, striking the ground for reasons still under investigation. The operator of the vehicle stopped, called the police, and remained there until police showed up. 
The passenger was taken to the uh, UMass Medical Center uh, where he died. The incident remains under investigation by the Charlton Police Department, Mass State Police Collision Analysis Team, and uh, all the other uh, officials out there. Mm. That's uh that's a that's a hard one. You know, falling out of a moving pickup truck. Yeah. I once dated this woman uh, who the, her father told me that uh, he was driving in his pickup truck and had his mother. There was three of them in the little mini pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, the pickup truck was not in that great of shape. This was going back years ago. Guy didn't have a lot of money. The so junkie truck. Junkie truck. So as he turns the corner, his mother falls out of the truck out onto the street. She was okay. Really? She was uh, totally okay. And I started laughing so hard when he told this story <laughs> yeah. that all of a sudden I became the jerk in this house at Christmas Eve dinner. I think you have to kind of take the temperature of the room. Are they are they telling you this story with like uh, with a great gravitas? Well, or were they he, gonna- he was like, I'm driving with my sister in the middle, and then my mother's on the other end, and the door was faulty. And when I turned the corner, she wasn't strapped into her seatbelt, and she rolled out onto the onto the roadway. I mean, I circled around and picked her back up, <laughs> but uh, I just started I started laughing uncontrollably. I just thought that was hilarious because obviously the woman was okay. Yeah. So, huh. see, I think if it were uh, yeah. if you were hearing this, uh, you know, as an innocent bystander, you probably think it was hilarious. But if he's telling you the story, yeah, there's probably some social cues that that would suggest whether he's telling us as a funny story. Or whether this was with a with a more dramatic tone. Well, sometimes that was uh, in my early comedy days. I couldn't really read people that well. Mm. I I know my audience a little bit better now. Yeah. Well, you've matured. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Somewhat. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I started laughing uncontrollably, mm. and that that kind of put a damper on the holiday dinner that we were having. And I don't think I was really welcomed back there after that. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like, uh, you know, like I think both of us share this. You know, we both yeah. have a a dark proclivity towards humor when yeah. things are horrible, and yeah. so that's just what we do. So, I know for me, when terrible things happen, I'm not thinking. First of all, oh, what a horrible tragedy! I'm thinking, how can we make this funny? Yeah, where are the jokes in this? Right. I mean, I did it during the space shuttle. I did it when uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, was arrested for the first time. That submarine, the, that- sub- the submarine, yeah, right. When those uh, Chilean miners were down in that hole for a, for a good week and a half, I was cracking jokes all week long. Not on the air because that would make me seem insensitive, but in my private moments, I was cutting things up. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really uh, grasp too many of those submarine jokes until I saw that one that was a picture of a Google map. With that little marker right in the middle of the ocean that yes. says new five guys location. <laughs> now, here, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, about why we do laugh at those things. And what, what you said is absolutely right. It's, right. it's the idea that something so tragic <clears throat> is so unfathomable fathomable to believe that that could happen to you like yeah. that you could suffer that kind of fate and nobody wants to think about that nobody wants to think of, that's something you don't think about it you know right you, you don't want to think about how awful the scenario would be so the 
immediate instinct is to laugh about it and laugh at memes, right. laugh at jokes, laugh at all kinds of stuff. And it's been going on since the beginning of time. And, and there'll be lots of people who say, well, you know, that's not funny. If it, that way you wouldn't think it was funny if it happened to you. And my response would be, if it happened to me, knowing me as I do, and I'm pretty yeah. close to me, I'm with myself all the time, the only way that I could get through a tragedy like that is to resort to humor to pull me through. It's a, a, it's a defense mechanism that, in a way, is healthy yeah. for me. If, it may not be shared by everybody, but for me, okay. that's where I gravitate. What if you were the one that died in a tragedy? Yes. Would you allow people, would you, like, want as your memory, while you're alive, obviously, would, would you want people to make fun of however you died? Yes. You would? I would like the laughs. I would, too. That's yeah. how I would do it. Exactly. Listen, I, I've told you before, I'm the day I die, it's going to be from something really stupid. Right. Really stupid. I, I don't know what stupidity that is, but it's probably going to be involving me uh, in some sort of haphazard accident because I'm an idiot. Yeah. It, that's kind of how that goes. I welcome people to make fun of that. Did you ever see the uh, the Graham Chapman funeral? Yeah. Did you ever see the video of that? Yes, I have. Where, like, John Cleese is doing the eulogy. Right. And said, you know, good riddance, you freeloading bastard. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that To me, that, and they end the entire funeral with, uh, with everybody in the church singing, always look on the bright side of life. Yes. Which is exactly the way I would want... M- I- I would want to go out. I would want something. I'd have like to that pick out well. the right song. I mean, I probably have some final wishes, and I have a few ideas in my head, but you never know. I th- I like that idea. I want people laughing, yes. making up stories, and all that other good stuff. Yeah, it, it shouldn't all be doom and gloom. It should be. Let's. Uh, how can we have people walking out of that funeral with a smirk on their face? By telling jokes that are uncouth the, throughout I, the entire eulogy. To make it as inappropriate as possible. Yeah. For the benefit of everybody. This is why I'm not going to have uh, one of those like funerals in a church. I want it like at an Elks Club where you can tell these jokes and nobody's going to uh, blink an eye. I think you could tell them in a joke in a, in a church. I don't think you can. Sure, yeah, you can. They're a little. Uh, they're a little. Uh, well, my mother passed away, yeah. and we had her funeral. Mm-hmm. You, like you couldn't. There was. Did like, they specifically sh- tell you, hey, no joking around? No, it was basically like, make sure you're following along with this whole thing. And you, it was almost like it would be a disrespectful thing if you made some sort of uh, like uncouth joke about something. All right, then let's say you save all the jokes for the, uh, the post-funeral reception. Okay, you can do that there. Yeah, like you go to the like a restaurant, you get everybody there, or, or you know, a whole family over there, and then yeah. you're all uh, you know, reminiscing. Well, we did that and telling terrible stories. We did that. We had a uh, everybody was staying at the True Hotel in, in uh, Camillus, New York, and uh, we overtook the lobby area, and uh, we ordered a bunch of pizzas, and then we uh, we got together, and at the at, at you know towards the end of the pizza party, they said, hey, let's. Let's talk about memories about grandma or mom or whoever she was to you. Yeah. So then everybody went around a room and shared a memory. And uh, I just said, I remember uh, getting really stoned at mom's post-mortem pizza party. Post-mortem pizza party. Because that's exactly what was happening. I took a bunch of edibles just to get through the day. Sure. And uh, here I was. I remember that. And you walked out of there with a smirk, didn't you? That was the last memory I had of my mom.
was when I got high at her uh, at her uh, wake. Steve? Yeah. She would have wanted it she, that way. Of course she would have wanted it of that course. way. Of course. I told you we gave her an edible once, right? <laughs> and she's yelling at the dog. She's like, <laughs> stop staring at me like that, Wally. Stop staring at me. Your mom was a nice lady. This was before the Alzheimer's and the uh, the stroke kicked in. Right. She had she had a, she had an edible, and because uh, she was like, "Oh, I've always wanted to try it legally," you know. So we gave her a little five milligram thing, and about after an hour, right? She's she's kind of zoned out, <laughs> and she and she's yelling at the dog for looking at her the wrong way. Well, it does make yeah, you that's, paranoid. That's what happens. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be rainy with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Making it to Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 in the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Wind advisory and flash flood uh, warning in effect until 7 p.m. tonight for all of western Massachusetts. going to be rainy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Thursday from 6 to 7 at the Tavern on the Hill for a uh, Get the Let Out Ticket Blitz. Pat will be giving away a pair of tickets to uh, Get the Let Out at Symphony Hall on January 20th every 10 minutes. That's this Thursday, 6 to 7 at Tavern on the Hill, 100 Mountain Road in East Hampton from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And, uh... You know, with this weather, according to MEMA's outage map, there are currently uh, just over 29,000 homes without power across the state this morning. So uh, hmm. that's going to be increasing as the day moves on and uh, the higher winds pick up. So uh, I know our be- engineers had to tap on the outlet a couple times to keep us on the air. Well, I told them, I said, stick your finger right in those, or right in those two holes with a paper clip. Or take your, forget the finger, just take the paper clip. And then bend it like a U, yeah. And then stick them both in the holes in that mm-hmm. uh, in the wall there. And uh, I think ever the power should come back on. I haven't heard from him him in like two hours though, so I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, he knows what he's doing. I'm sure yeah. he didn't do anything really stupid or dangerous. I mean, I did see a poof flash of uh, fire burning on top of the tower yeah. outside. I just walked over a pile of dust to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's him or not, but. Uh, that have a little barbecue smell to it? Yeah, it was yeah. A, little, uh, a little crispy, you could say. I remember being in sixth grade and going to the uh, Niagara Mohawk, uh, which was the power company up in central New York mm-hmm. uh, at the time, back in like the early 90s for a class field trip. And they, sh- they had, for demonstration, they had a, a squirrel encased in like a glass case next to one of those bucket transformer thing you know the things at the top of the pole i don't know if it's the tr- i don't know what sure. that bucket is for i think that's just a that's just, that's that's fried chicken right that's for the guys when they get when they're <laughs> hungry for lunch the linemen they go open it up and there's a there's a big fryer full of fried that's chicken in exactly there. yeah because yeah, fringa looking good and uh and jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. and uh, an array of appetizers inside that thing well anyway the squirrel must have been trying to go for that food right and uh it was just like a blackened squirrel. Like, it, it was just, like, obliterated. <laughs> and they were showing this to, like, sixth graders. Yeah. And I guess it stuck with me. So I guess it was a, it, the, you know, the impact lesson lasted. learned. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, mess around with electricity. But, man, how, how horrible is that to show to a bunch of kids? Yeah. Well, again, squirrel. you learned. 
Yeah. Even if it's uh, like a, a version therapy, at least yeah. at least you learned your lesson. And then I moved to Western Massachusetts. There's nothing but black squirrels, and I'm like, you must be the cousin of the one that got electrocuted <laughs> up in upstate New York. It's 756 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 809 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's kind of a mess out there for your uh, commute. There's tree limbs and stuff falling down all over uh, the place, so you got to be careful for that. There is a high wind advisory in effect until 7 p.m. tonight for all of western Massachusetts on top of a flash flood warning, uh, which is in effect until 7 p.m. as well. So and just by, be careful. Yeah, and by the way, if you see a big giant puddle on the road, don't assume that your car can make it through. Well, a lot of people get to get to in big trouble for that. It's also hard to say that when you're going 70 miles an hour down a highway, you can't really just stop. And no, look. but if you're like on a city yeah. street yeah. and you uh, you see a big puddle, you say, "Oh yeah, I can make that." You don't know how deep that water is, and it could really mess up your car. And it could kill you too. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing you don't. But I don't want to see any of that. Uh, let's talk about concert tickets while we're here. All right. Uh, buying concert tickets could become an easier, more straightforward process after the U.S. House Subcommittee on Energy and Commerce passed the Speculative Ticketing Oversight and Prohibitions Act. That's the STOP Act. Uh, last uh, or two Wednesdays ago, the bill is now eligible for a vote by the full House. The STOP Act, which uh, Representative Gus Belarakis from Florida called the biggest ticket reform in years, does far more than prevent speculative ticketing, though. The bill also addresses a range of deceptive ticketing practices and transparency issues that perplex, aggravate, and annoy customers. I'm liking this already. I do, too. For starters, the bill requires ticket sellers to conspicuously show the final ticket price at the beginning of the purchase process rather than at checkout. They, you know, they did that with the airlines years ago. Yeah. Like, this is how much you're going to pay total w- with this thing. That's including the 9-11 fee and all that other stuff that they that they put in place since then. Uh, the first price that you can see when you order tickets is the price that you pay and not a penny more. That's Representative Jan Schakowsky uh, from Illinois during uh, Wednesday's hearing. The bill also ensures ticket buyers can get refunds when concerts are canceled or pro- postponed. You can't do that now? Or is it um, one of those, we'll never give a refund, but we can always just make up for it some other day? Yeah, you usually get like a, like a uh, if they postpone it, you can get yeah. like a rain check or apply that ticket to a later time. But if that date doesn't work for you, there should be a st- more streamlined way of getting your refund and you make know, your money back. I had tickets to Adam Sandler back in a- April of 2020. Yeah. Never, obviously never happened, but then it happened, it probably happened some other time that I just wasn't aware but you didn't tickets. get your money back. No, I didn't get my money back. Nobody no. got their money back. Uh, ticket buyers will have the option of receiving a full refund or subject to availability, a replacement ticket if the event is postponed and rescheduled in the same or a, quote, comparable location. I don't know if I like that wording. Comparable location? Yeah. Well, if, if let's say someone's going to be at a particular venue and it gets canceled, but that venue is not available at the time that they want to reschedule what's wrong with the like a secondary location yeah but how far away i mean you could say well, within like within xfinity, a reasonable within a reasonable distance let's say a summer concert at the xfinity theater down here in hartford right out yeah. so outdoors kind of thing well the thing gets postponed because for one reason or another something with the band let's just say somebody got sick and then they have to postpone it 
next week they're playing up at uh, the other Xfinity Theater. <laughs> in Mansfield. In Mansfield. Yeah. The Great Woods it used to be called, I guess. Mm-hmm. Tweeter Center, whatever you want to call it. Um, but say, oh, well, we have an extra night here. Uh, there's an open night tomorrow night. We can come back and do this show. We're going to honor those tickets that we couldn't honor back at the uh, the one down in Hartford. I, I don't know if that, I, 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 that would I don't be know. something I wanted to, to do. To me, that's like a totally different <clears throat> market between you know Mansfield, Mass, and Hartford, Connecticut. Representative uh, Frank Pallone from New Jersey. Frank Pallone. That sounds like a very New Jersey name. Hey, it's Frank Pallone. Frank, what do you got to say? Well, consumers should not be left on the hook if an event is canceled or postponed and should have the option to receive a full refund or a compatible ticket to a rescheduled show or game. I don't know why he sounds like Jackie Jackie Mason. Yeah. The uh, Stop Act also helps consumers know if they're buying a ticket from the primary seller or a secondary marketplace. The bill would require ticket sellers to provide buyers with a, quote, clear and conspicuous statement that the provider is engaged in the secondary sale of that ticket. That's something that I would like to see, too. That Ticketmaster, who also owns StubHub, can say, yeah, we actually bought these tickets, and now we're reselling them at a higher price. We bought them from ourselves. Yeah. But we're passing the no savings along to you. See, to me, this I mean, I, I'm I'm glad they're having the discussions about yeah. ticketing. But to me, this is still an antitrust issue. Yeah. It, 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 they've they've created a monopoly. If you if you own ticketing, okay, you're you're ticketmaster and you operate all ticketing. And yet you also operate the secondary marketing. That should be illegal. That should be illegal. Because now you are you are profiting off the deception yeah. that's being passed on to the consumer. I, I, I just don't understand how Congress has not blown that one up yet. In addition, the secondary ticket marketplace cannot state that it is, quote, affiliated with or endorsed by a venue, team, or artist unless a partnership agreement exists. Deceptive websites that could lead mislead ticket buyers are also banned. Ticket providers are prevented from using a domain name or subdomain name that contains the name of a specific team, league, venue, performance, or artist, including substantially similar or misspelled names unless authorized by the owner of the name. Ticket sellers must also make their refund policies known right up front. Finally, as the name of the bill implies, the STOP Act bans speculative ticketing in an effort, uh, in effect, barring primary and secondary ticket ticketing marketplaces from selling tickets they do not possess. For its part, Live Nation, owner of the country's largest uh, ticketing company, Ticketmaster, uh, welcomes the new measures. Do they really? No. They're just, they had, there's nothing they can do to stop it. We've long supported a federal all-in pricing mandate along with other measures, including banning speculative ticketing and deceptive website websites that trick fans. Then why have you been doing it for so many years? See, this is where I tend to not believe that this is going to do anything when you have the company that's under scrutiny going, yeah, yeah, we're okay with this, because it makes you wonder what kind of backhand deals are happening with lobbyists and things like that in, in Congress. Yeah, when, when, when they're saying stuff like that, you know, obviously they're going to have to comply. But I wouldn't be surprised if they've already had enough meetings at Live Nation and a Ticketmaster to figure out, well, okay, well, what's the next thing we can try to get away with? Yeah. Because, right. I mean, I mean, the, the ticketing, the fees, all this deceptive uh, anti-competitive uh, you know, practice of, of ticket marketing, 
These are all things that they have no, come up with. Yes, and, and they said in a statement, we'll continue working with policymakers advocating for even stronger reforms and enforcement to stop predatory practices that hurt fans and artists. You you're the are the ones. You're the predator. Do you understand that? You are the predator. I just, I, you know, they've been doing this for so long. I mean, this is a company that's been around for almost 30 years doing the same kind of thing and every year they add on one more deceptive uh you know covenant to their to their business and for them to sit there and say yeah no we're we're in full compliance no you're not you're yeah. you're you'll be finding See, other ways around it uh to be so agreeable to this process makes me think that there are that there already have other things tricks up their sleeve in order to somehow fleece you know there's got to be a loophole there's always a loophole in a law yeah and they're going to probably exploit it fix the ticket a coalition that includes the national independent venue association uh universal music group applauded the committee's bold action on speculative ticket selling and deceptive websites but wants the final version of the bill to take additional steps more must be done to ensure clear and conspicuous itemization of the ticket price and fees are present from the time the ticket purchase transaction begins until the transaction is complete, uh, the organization said in a statement. This is a cr is critical for artists and venues uh, to show the highest level of transparency. You know, the thing that really ticks me off about it is they will buy their own tickets and then resell them on their secondary website that they mm -hmm. own. At a higher, much higher price than what the face value of the ticket was. Sure, but yet if I go try to make a hundred bucks on a ticket outside of Gillette Stadium, saying, "Hey, I got these, uh, you know, Billy Joel tickets or whatever, whatever the concert is," yeah, then you're doing something illegal. You're all of a sudden going to go to jail because you're jacking up the price of a ticket, which because scalping is illegal, but not if you have a lot of money and you're a big company and you own the company. You know what's what's upsetting though. The other part that uh, of this whole thing is you can say, well, you know, the artist is obviously you know greedy in this. Yes and no. It's it's kind of a double edged sword. On 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 one hand, it is the ticketing companies that are profiting the most, and the the artist only gets a certain percentage of each ticket sold. Live performance and merchandising is the only way, the only true consistent way that any of these artists make a living because with streaming and the sluggishness of, of record sales, you know, where they get a fraction of pennies for every 1000 downloads uh, on, on streaming services like Spotify or, or Apple, this is the only way they can, they can make money. And you're not just talking about the artist, you're talking about the artist and everyone working for them, including in the venue, the, the venue, them and everybody. But when you're stacking the deck up against the people who want to buy tickets, your fans, then you create this situation where nobody can afford to go to these shows except for people who are, you know, the one percent of everybody who actually have the money to to can afford this stuff. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really <laughs> like the the whole process of of live performance and music is completely out of whack it's totally out of whack and i'm glad that at least they're so, addressing some of this but i still don't trust live nation and Ticketmaster to do this right the other thing that it needs to do 
um, that is not mentioned in this article is the idea of, you remember when Ticketmaster was like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be like buying plane tickets. It's going to be more expensive uh, depending on when you buy them. And, yeah, and, like a surge pricing thing. That should be illegal, too. The, the price of the ticket should be at one set price. I, obviously, you can tier it, you know, mm-hmm. the you know the nosebleed seats. Yeah, better seats get, you know, for, for, for a different yeah. price. I think we're off the air again. Yeah, but uh, right. we can't take any chances. No. I can't, I can't say uh, that nasty uh, word. <laughs> no, you can't, but since we've been off five times today. Um, but anyway, but, but that being the point of that, like that should be illegal too. The, uh, the 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 raising and lowering of prices depending on demand. You should set it at one price, and if the tickets doesn't sell, then you lower the price. That's kind of how it should work. Well, I do like the I do like the idea that if you're going to go on one of these websites to buy tickets, you're going to know what you're getting into at the beginning yeah. rather than at the end. So you're not being so they're not tacking on all this extra stuff you didn't anticipate when you started the process of buying these tickets it's That's a, a whole lot more fair and you know what it's one of these uh it's one of these bipartisan uh, things it's ted cruz maria cantwell and uh, amy klobuchar and richard blumenthal you know they're all getting together and uh and working together to make this which makes me think that there's some shady shiznit going on behind this whole thing <laughs> when they're all in agreement with each other they're working together for for their own good it's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Have you seen all these lists? I've, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. We should have played Windy by the Association. I really like that song, and it uh, really feels like it fits this day. But I know we didn't rehearse that in uh, in the dry run this morning. No, we probably should have uh, talked that through. <laughs> but anyway, uh, several schools across Western Mass are delayed this morning due to weather conditions. There you go. Uh, you got the Clifford Granger Elementary School in Feeding Hills, the Mile Tree Elementary School in Wilbraham, the Stony Hill School in Wilbraham, and the Sewell Road Elementary School also in Wilbraham right here with uh, the association. Speaking down from under the stairway, calling a name that's lighter than air. Who's bending down to give me a rainbow? Everyone knows it's windy. Tripping down the streets of the city, smiling at everybody she sees. Who's reaching out to capture a moment? Everyone knows it's windy. Here we go. And windy has stormy eyes that flash at the sound of lies. And windy has wings to fly above the clouds. And Windy has stormy eyes that flash at the sounds of lies. And Windy has wings to fly above the Reaching out to catch 
for a moment, everyone knows it's windy. Who's tripping down the streets of the city, smiling at everybody she sees? Who's reaching out to capture a moment, everyone knows it's windy. Who's tripping down the streets? Play us out, play us out. Smiling at everybody she sees. Who's reaching out to capture a moment? Everyone knows it's windy. Tripping down the streets of the city, smiling at everybody she sees. Who's reaching out to capture a moment? Everyone knows it's windy. Okay, let's fade us out here. You know, um. Imagine somebody's listening to that nice ditty and then they're driving along and they're singing along with us and all of a sudden they get killed by a tree limb coming out of the sky. Or a good gust of wind, like a high uh, velocity wind comes and turns their car over on its side. Or you have hydroplaned off the highway into the guardrail, mm-hmm. leaving your vehicle completely uh, useless. Right, yes. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, we didn't mean to sound flippant about it but uh, no but at least you had a moment of joy before the end <clears throat> moving on there's a <laughs> oh you're, we're not doing windy songs all morning you sure yeah it's only five minutes and 33 seconds long i heard a great uh, seems like yesterday, yesterday. but it was long ago and, uh, even I can't sing this uh, for five minutes. This this is this is a song you should enjoy with those edibles you wanted to take earlier. Rip my ears off. Yeah, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I think we were going to do news. Do you think we should do news? Uh, yeah, you can probably do that too. Uh, in the pre-dawn darkness of a chill and chill of downtown Northampton, several hundred people gathered to begin a 25-mile march from the Pleasant Street District Office of U.S. Representative James McGovern to the downtown Springfield offices of U.S. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey, demanding that lawmakers support a full ceasefire in the Gaza Strip and stop what some call genocide of the Palestinians who live there. Listen, good idea. I get it. See what you're trying to accomplish. But you do realize that Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey never come to those offices, right? No, they never do. They never show up here. And and it was all dampered anyway because the 25-mile march for Palestine was originally scheduled for last Sunday but was postponed because of predicted heavy rains and high winds, a far cry from the clear skies and mild temperatures greeting marchers on Saturday. So let me try to get this right. You're trying to change international policy. But refusing to inconvenience yourself through inclement weather. Listen, I'm not taking sides here. I just know that there's a there's war torn countries out there. There's lots of people dead. But you're right. Let's not protest that when 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 there's a chance of rain in the forecast. That just changes yeah, do, everything. Do you think they're they're not fighting over there when the weather is bad? What what why can't you walk? I don't understand why you couldn't do that would be you know what that would make it more uh, of yes, an impact of course it would listen we, we know that there's all these injustices going on in the Middle East but we have geared up we got our rain boots on and we're gonna walk this 25 miles from Northampton to Springfield I would also uh, go ahead and try to find out the schedule of either Elizabeth Warren or Ed Markey before walking all the way down from uh, Northampton yeah. into Springfield 
because I'm telling you right now, I don't know if Ed Markey knows how to get to Western Massachusetts. I don't think he even knows Western Massachusetts exists. I don't think he knows Massachusetts exists past 495. Yeah, and Elizabeth Warren doesn't come out here unless there's votes to get. Right. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, and they go on to, to, to talk about the uh, Israel-Hamas war, but the idea that you didn't do your walk because it was raining outside. Because it's, it's uncomfortable. Well, refugees aren't, get, aren't uh, slowing down because it's, it's comfortable. I don't know. I can't speak for the for the for the folks uh, that did this. Uh, Quaker Oats on Friday recalled several of its granola products, including granola bars and cereals, saying the foods could be tainted with salmonella. I didn't know you put a granola bar down there. I don't know how you put like a bunch of oats over there without causing a mess. Well, you're sowing the oats when you're doing that, isn't that <laughs> taint cut oats? Uh, salmonella infections can cause fever, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and stomach pain, according to the FDA. In All right, but what are the bad things? Well, in rare cases, the bacterial disease can be fatal. Ah, well. You can push yourself to the brink of death so far with the salmonella and a Quaker oat. But death is the one thing you don't <laughs> want to achieve. Uh, Quaker, which is owned by Pepsi said in a news release that it has not received any reports of salmonella infections related to the recalled granola products. The full list of recalled foods includes uh, granola oat cereals and Quaker Chewy bars, which are sold in Pepsi snack mixes. The affected products have been sold in all 50 U.S. states as well as U.S. territories. The company is asking customers with recalled products to throw them away and contact its customer support line or visit the recall website for more information and reimbursement. Well, I bought some Quaker oats. Maybe I could get reimbursed. I didn't realize that PepsiCo owned them. I had no idea. Yeah, there was a. I was watching something about that, uh, about the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, like how much investment Coke has. Like it's more of a recognized brand everywhere. And the and and they decided back in the nineties, hey, let's buy up all the Kentucky Fried Chickens and all the Taco Bells. Right. That would and and that because they can exclusively sell their products at those restaurants, whereas many places have contracts with Coca-Cola, and people prefer Coca-Cola to be the number one product in their businesses. I don't even know if I'm really making any sense here, but uh, well, you know, but the they thing, own quite a bit of of different. You know, I'm not companies. A, I'm not a big Pepsi drinker. I'm not a big Coke drinker. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a big. Uh, Pepsi drinker, but they own everything, all many things that I love. Mm -hmm. Cheetos, Fritos, uh, the rolled gold tiny twist pretzels. Yeah. Uh, Even those Frappuccino uh, Starbucks drinks that you can get at the gas station. Pepsi makes those? Yeah. Really? They make Lay's potato chips. Did you know that? No, I had no. Oh, uh, maybe I did know that. I thought, who, who makes Wise? Wise is disgusting. Wise potato chips? Yeah. Those are gross. They're not my favorite. Any of the wise brands of stuff. Yeah, and like, you know, Coke, you know, they've got their brands too, but it's, you know, it's it's mostly just drinks. You know, but uh, yeah. but Pepsi, they got a whole they got a whole big uh, portfolio to deal with. No yeah. wonder they can they can stay so competitive. Well, uh, they have to buy up this is this was my point. They had to buy up all this stuff. In order to compete with Coke. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would have been put out of business a long time ago. You might be right about that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be windy with a high of uh, 61. Tomorrow, 
sunny with a high of 42. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Time and convenience, two things. And Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Wind advisory is in effect until 7 uh, p.m. tonight, and also a uh, flash flooding watch is in effect until 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, there is, uh, we got some, like, closings and stuff. Not not closings, but um, whatchamacallit. What like delays it? or stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, now I can't find the... Uh, <laughs> Now I can't find all the closures. There, 22 News just had like a whole list of closures here, and I'm trying to find out. Oh, yeah, here we go. Traffic alert. Ready? Road hug. Um, <laughs> in Chester, Lower Abbott Hill is uh, road is closed due to flooding. In Holyoke, at around 8 a.m., Holyoke Police report that uh, Westfield Road between Ashley Road and Upper Apremont Highway is closed due to down power lines. Drivers are being asked to use an alternate route. That's usually the way I go, so I'm mm. not going that way. In uh, Munson, Lower Hamden Road in Munson, just south of Ely Road in Munson, is closed due to flooding. The uh, Munson Fire Department is asking residents do not uh, to not attempt to move trees in the roadway. They may have wires attached. Although Ew, you'll look yeah. like that squirrel I saw at the power company when I was 12. Nobody wants to get zapped on a day like today. The uh, Munson police and National Grid were uh, working to clean up the uh, the affected areas. Uh, in Wilbraham, a tree branch is blocking a portion of Sewell Road uh, near the intersection of Mountain View Road. And a 22 News crew was in the area around 7.36 a.m. But what, So what does that mean? That they did it? <laughs> like, like, like that's they, what it made it sound like. Like they're the ones that caused all the problems? You know, a tree branch is blocking a portion of Sewell Road in Wilbraham near the intersection of Mountain View Road. A 22 news crew was in the area around 7.36 a.m. You're making it seem like they're suspect in a crime. <laughs> yeah, be, on the lookout for a, be on the lookout for a news crew. Hey, what did you see out there? Nothing. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> Maybe there was a tree branch down. I didn't do it. <laughs> why are you asking? Yeah, why are you asking? Why is there a big scrape along the 22 news car? That's none of your business. <laughs> and down in Enfield, uh, uh, as of 7.45 a.m., the following roads are closed. This is uh, where the lots of roads are closed. Taft Lane and Wilson Court. There's down trees there. Broadbrook Road between Fletcher Road and Salerno Drive. Low utility wires across the uh, roadway due to a down tree. Impassable to larger vehicles. And uh, Montana Road and Fox Cro- uh, Foxcroft Road, there's a down tree blocking half the roadway. Listen, it's pretty nasty out there. The wind is blowing around, and it's not making for good conditions. So just be careful and slow down. Make sure you try to stay out of the way. Yeah, don't be. Uh, don't try to be a tough guy and say, "Oh, I can make it. This, this, this. My vehicle can handle it, and I'm an excellent driver." You're yeah. not that excellent, and your car isn't all that great. Didn't your dad let you drive slow up and down the driveway? That's yes. It. You're an excellent driver. <laughs> then, I, then I was doing math in my head in between uh, Judge Wapner episodes. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. Uh, 56 minus 4? 12. Wow. It's like you... It's like you're, it was like you're reading my mind. No, I was actually just uh, throwing numbers oh, out of the wow. blue on that I one. Like, I have no wow, idea that if that's exa- the actual answer. I knew that was the answer, and well, I think that's the answer, and and you guessed it right. I don't know if I did. I think I uh, really just kind of went hey, with a with, with my gut. Speaking of which, I usually get a Christmas card every t- every uh, time around this year from the amazing Kreskin. Remember Kreskin? Not the yes. guy that used to work here that we called Kreskin, but right. uh, Kreskin. We interviewed him. 
back in like 2008, and for every year I've gotten a uh, a Kreskin uh, Christmas card. Yeah. Is he dead? Well, I'm about to look that up. Yeah. Uh, no, he's still he is still alive and is 88 years old. Maybe he hasn't realized he uh, didn't send out his Christmas card yet. It's getting a little late. Yeah. It's December 18th. I know. It's uh you know time time's a waste in there, Kreskin. I always find that amusing that I still get a Christmas card from. I, I mean, obviously, I'm on some kind of a list because sure. I inter- we interviewed him and we exchanged information at some point. But it's it looks like-, like he hand signs all of them. He does, which is weird. Which is kind of, but I, but he's not personalizing anything. He, it's just, just right his signature on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he goes, "Oh yeah, that's Steve Nagel up in uh, Springfield, Mass." I. I knew I was going to write him a Christmas card this year. I can tell the future. Yeah, I didn't send him a credit uh, a Christmas card this year because he's going to need a whole lot more than that. Have you Have you gotten a lot of Christmas cards? I've gotten a few. Uh, yeah, no, I've gotten a couple. Listen, I'm so bad about sending them out. You know, listen, th- this is just a casualty from from having a wife that passed away. Because that was the coordinator of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see what my Christmas cards look like. <laughs> I'm the, uh, sure there would be uh, some question of what, what's going on in that household, if, you know, because if I had my humor and my right. way of making the Christmas card. Well, you did have that one, um, that one Christmas card where you had uh, when you know when both your kids were real, real little. Yeah, and they were. Crying hysterically on the on the uh, well, on the front. I, I thought that was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. And it says "Not so silent nights." <laughs> and it was uh, that 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 was a good one. And then the other one, where uh, where a champ is choking Buddy. Oh like, yeah, it was, it was just like it was just like one of those pictures that just happened to be like she was trying to give her a hug, but, it, but yeah. when it came out, it looked like uh, like she was choking the crap out. Oh, uh, that's uh, you can't. And then uh, it was peace like, on hol- earth, goodwill towards men. Holiday memories to choke you up. That's that's what we did. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, what I was gonna do the, the you know the year my my wife died was have us all like holding something. Uh, because the dog passed away, and also my mother-in-law passed away, all within like a three-month period. Yeah, pretty rough year. So we were gonna hold all these things like the urns, and uh, <laughs> and write seasons grievings. On it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would have been a good one, but it's a little too late for the yeah, joke I now. I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I guess so. It's eight fifty-eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's nine eleven and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, pretty nasty out there right now. Your Pioneer Valley forecast includes a uh, wind advisory that's in effect until seven o'clock tonight. Wind gusts up to seventy miles per hour, and uh, there's lots of trees down, lots of tree limbs, lots of things blocking roads throughout the area. I won't go through the whole traffic list again, but uh, just be vigilant. Uh, in doing that, it's a high of 62 today, and rain will continue as well. There's a flash flood uh, warning in effect, but other than that, it's a normal day in New England. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's December. It's uh, you know, almost 60 degrees. Uh, what uh, could possibly go wrong? We well, had uh, the ghosts in the building uh, flickering the lights on and off before. <laughs> we actually, I think we uh, lost power up to uh, six or seven times this morning. Yes, that's the uh, the ghost of Rebecca Wild and. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Who's the other one that was the bouncy one with the riding the unicorn through space? What was her name? Heidi, uh, Heidi West. Heidi West. Yes, there you go. Right. Yeah, those, dancing, those on, two. Uh, dancing on pink rainbows. Yeah, just, just trying to spook us all out. Yeah, right. yeah. They're, they're both very much alive, both mm-hmm. of them. Hey, uh, Saturday, February 3rd at the Delaney House in Holyoke from uh, 6 to 9 for bourbon, barbecue, and blues. I'm sorry, but both dead inside. It's an evening at Green. <laughs> 
It's an evening of great food, smooth drinks, and hot music. Your mission includes a Hudson whiskey tasting, a multi-course meal, plus Neil and the Vipers will be uh, there playing. It's uh, all the information is available at rock102.com. Great holiday gift. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues, February 3rd at the Delaney House. From Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Did you get a Christmas bonus? Uh, n- not really. It's been a tough year for some companies, so people are uh, venting, uh, which is weird because the you know they say the economy is doing great if you're like own a corporation. Yeah, but for some reason, when it comes time to actually take care of your employees, oh, I'm sorry, I uh, gassed up my BMW this morning and my pockets are just completely empty. Please, <laughs> you know. That kind of deal. Maybe maybe uh, bonuses uh, next year. So, so some people online are venting about the cheap and terrible holiday bonuses they've received. Uh, they include a sales team that got a book on how to be better at sales. Which every used. salesperson really <laughs> likes gonna, to hear. I was going to say, that could have been a gift suggestion. Uh, a, a $10 Starbucks card. Uh, cheesecake factory workers were given a cheesecake from Costco. Not even from their, from their own, own, not even from their own yeah, store. Right. Uh, a mandatory work party that costs money to attend, uh, a $30 DoorDash voucher, and a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club, which is kind of like the Clark Griswold uh, thing. A mandatory lunch that, that you have to pay, to pay for. for. Really? Yeah. That's. Uh, we well, got to keep our costs down. It's costing us too much money. I haven't heard of a. a a worse Christmas party since like the last time I heard that the like the photo mat was having a company party in the booth. Yeah, yeah. one guy in a booth with a, with a cake. Yeah, here's your here's your uh, hostess uh, Christmas tree. I know your little Debbie Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, and one person said we were told we were getting nothing. Management's excuse was well, not everyone celebrates Christmas, so it wouldn't be fair. Okay, yeah, okay, but it's you're still making revenue by the end of the year. You should reward your employees with something uh, in that aspect. Well, yeah, but you know what? I, uh, I'm at the point now where I, I really expect nothing. And by doing that, I get a lot of it every year. Oh, do you? I get a lot of nothing <laughs> wow. every single year. Well, what, what did we get this year? We got a blanket and an Amazon card. I'll use them. For 25 bucks. Yeah, right. That's that's about right. <laughs> what more did you? What more were you expecting? Well, I don't know. You look at the stock market and you see how well this place is doing, and you look at financial records, and uh, you know what? I guess you're right. Twenty five dollars to Amazon and a blanket is uh, is all anybody ever needs to survive. That's the blanket to keep you warm when your heat goes out because you don't have enough money to pay the bill. Yeah. Listen, they take care of their family here, I'll tell you that. But at least I'm toasty mm. <laughs> I'm on the street. It's 916 <laughs> at Rock 102.